welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! 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 On Mars. Um, no, you can, uh, if you go up to Skype, audio, video, settings, and here, watch. I'm tired of Mars. I'm going to go to the beach. Oh. Now I'm on the beach. Pardon me, I'm having technical difficulties. Oh, I'll go back to Mars. You should go back to Mars. I did. Yeah. How do I go to Mars? I want to go to Mars. You, go, you were on the uh, Star Destroyer last time. I know. Now I forgot how to do it. Oh. Here, watch this. It's a crazy bird. I was waiting for you guys. You notice, Nick, how he's got to put his uh, Yeti blackout prominently in front of everyone? You know, so here's the deal, though. Um, I had a, a coworker listen to our movie podcast, and he said that uh, with the Yeti blackout here in front of me, he said that my voice sounded sexy. So apparently it's, what can I say? I got a face and a voice for radio. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Are you just going to keep lurking behind me or Maybe. what? I watched Iron Man yesterday with my dad. One, two, or three? One. One. Ooh. So we're, we're, we're officially starting the on-the-release schedule trek through the MCU. So Next is the Incredible Hulk. And I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched Iron Man 1 in a long time. It holds good. up quite it well. It does. I watched it... Um, Fair. I don't want to say recently, because it was probably six months ago. But you're right; it was still really good. Yep. There's like um, a Marvel read and stuff. Now there, there's the ideal background for Nick, Mr. Rodriguez. Nick right is there. now in a wrestling ring. Yep. He's in his happy place. Mm-hmm. There's like a song, and it's like in Marvel read and start the fire, and I know the villain part. Obadiah Blansky, Whiplash, Lofty, Red Skull, Hydra, Arnim Zola, Loki. Yeah, that's good. It's impressive. Uh, you've explained that you watched Iron Man. Now, bugger off. Go. Hey, you got a game record, Funko Pop. Show them. <laughs> hey, I like it. Whoa, Nick, what's so there's, going on? Hold on. There, there's one. Nick, you're... Jeremy, can you hear Nick okay? No, I cannot. Did you, did you cut out on us? Now he's just a disembodied head in a wrestling <laughs> ring. It's really great radio. Yeah. No, that's good. Nope. Henry's up there singing Hakuna Matata. Okay. It's a wonderful phrase. It is. Oh, you're super... What? What? Something's funky, man. How about now? Better. 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 Like nope. a lot better? Nope. Better. Getting better. Like a lot better? Uh, yes. Like describe better. Whoa. Might be a little now loud. you're good. Too loud. Nope. Okay. Good. What? 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 Say something. Am I good? What? Yes. Okay. What did you do? I don't know. <laughs> Knocking his pop filter on his mic, everybody. That's why we love mm-hmm. him. It helps with the peas. But 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 you know what both of you should do? Huh. Say hello to Lumberg for me. <laughs> nice. 
You have really jumped on this uh, Funko yeah, Pop yeah. bandwagon, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gone, man. I offer no apologies whatsoever. No, you shouldn't. Nope. Drinking a Paps Blue Ribbon hard coffee? Interesting. It's a thing? Uh, yeah. It tastes like a mudslide. It tastes like a milkshake, actually. Whoa. Now you're yelling. Oh, whatever, man. I'm happy. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, that's good. good. For day drinking. Day drinking. It's nine forty on a Sunday night. No, no, no. But I can wake up tomorrow and have my co- and I'll have a coffee, and it'll nobody can. Remember. That's okay. I I have every reason to night drink, day drink, whatever you're talking about, because I feel like when I show up at the courthouse, I should just be bombed out of my mind tomorrow yes. morning. You get to do that. You should. I that's want what, to. That's how you can make you sure you don't get picked for the grand jury. Tell them that you work for a nationally syndicated podcast and you don't know how to keep secrets. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the first thing you should tell them. That's right. Can you, can you explain to me a little bit more about the, the podcast or whatever it was that you played a while ago with the guy who called in terrified that he'd finally outed the alien people at Area 51 or whatever? Just give me all the details I need on that, and then I can that that should get me out of jury. Well, you mean you mean the coast to coast AM where the guy called yes. in and he's like, "Yes, I'm really sorry yes. about the weather because uh, yep. I've been really sad lately, so it's been raining a lot." <laughs> yep. You tell people that you feel that you can control the rain. Yes. That. Uh, oh man, just make up just the craziest stuff that comes to mind. Just say, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that the guy that's on trial owes me twenty bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just pretty much quote Thor from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Like hey, that. that's my friend from work. Mm-hmm. That's what you we know him. each other. He's yeah. a friend from work. That's what you tell him. And then the guy. <laughs> the guy I, I, I don't know that guy. And then you're out of your You could say, like, uh, you could say, like, how close are we actually in proximity to a school? Because legally, I'm. Supposed to be within a certain yeah, distance. Yeah, supposed to be within five hundred feet. I probably don't want to go that route. Well, you wanted to get off jury duty. We you didn't want to get say off jury duty. Or I, you did I not do, want to. At what cost? I, I do, but there are limits. Yeah. There are limits. No. Well, then just bring a book. Yeah. And a tin hat. Oh, I'm bring a book. And a tin hat. Wear a, a tin hat. Bring a book, but make a but make a cover to go over it that says how to get out of jury duty in five <laughs> easy steps. <laughs> By O.J. Simpson. Yeah, no, that's, that's I didn't do it. That's not bad, I should do that. But if I did, here's how, by the way. I didn't get out of jury duty, but if I did... Here's how I did it, by Orenthal uh, Orenthal J. Simpson. I, was also, I like yeah. it. <laughs> there was also Police Squad. He was funny in Police Squad. He was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He was great. Heroin, Frank. That's a tall order, Nordberg. I'm going to need a few days. <laughs> Uh, fantastic so so i I gotta do a follow-up to um to the movie episode because as as you guys probably know when we talked about the movie airplane my kids got all excited about that so i finally i found it streaming and i was able to watch it with them and all of them watched it children yeah there were a couple scenes in there that i I hadn't seen tell the tell the court that tomorrow yeah, there was yeah. a little. Uh, there was a, there there were there, there was uh, yeah. Um, Mention Red Dead Redemption advised, But here's here's the worst when part. When they ask is, about is the judgment. Here's here's the worst part is that the toddler saw the one part where the plane was going through all the turbulence and the little statue of Jesus that was sitting on the dashboard. Yeah. Like went like this and covered its eyes up. Right. So now every time he's on FaceTime or anything, and he did this once, he crawled up onto my lap during a work meeting, and he's like, and then Jesus does this, and he covers his eyes up. I'm like, no, 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 dude, you don't, don't, no, 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 no work meeting, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. My judgment. My judgment, Your Honor, is flawless. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should mention that. And then if it really seems like it's going the wrong way, just say, hey, hey, hey counsel. And then Jesus did this. And mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get let right out. 
that yeah. or at some point be like, hey, was I allowed to bring this in and pull a, like a switchblade out? <laughs> no, don't do that. No, been, no, that, no. Have I been allowed to get this fast security? I don't want to go to jail, thank yeah, you very no, no, much. No, no, no. You just, just expose flaws in their, their planes. You just what? Just exposing flaws in their system. Well, yeah. You're helping. They, they it's, like secret, you. it's like secret shoppers for grocery stores. What county? Jeremy? Cook County. Cook County? You got to go to like 25th and Markham? Isn't that where uh, the boss man's 26th in California? Oh, 26th in California. In Markham. That's right. Yeah. That's a great neighborhood. Yeah. And here's, here's the problem. It's like five minutes away from the Lagunitas Brewery, which is probably still shut down. So I can't even enjoy my on the way home stop. You know what yes, I learned? It, 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 <laughs> Tylenol. Is it, yeah. a, is it a is it a great neighborhood or is it like hey I better take my back tire off to engage the anti theft device? Yes, it's that. Um, yeah, it's it, it's. I spent a good hour and a half today making sure that the only thing in my car today is my car. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Um, and yeah. you know what I learned about the Lagunitas Brewing Company from uh, this American Life podcast is that they're committing to keeping the pub in public radio. <laughs> I like that you listen to this American Life podcast. I love this American Life podcast. It's fantastic. And the Lagunitas Brewing Company is committed to keeping the pub in public radio. In public radio. In case anybody was wondering. Look, there are people who listen to this American Life, and they think that's hilarious. Hmm? I that I just said that. But yeah, uh, 26th in California, not a great area. No, no. There was one time we went to a gentleman's club in that area one time. Um, Suit and tie? That was awkward. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Not your guys' scene? (laughs) Did you see that, Nick? (laughs) Not to to call poor Jeremy out, but... That's okay. His mute button went on and then... The hand went over the top. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's okay. That's all right. See, that's that's bad. If it was that obvious to you guys, when I do that crap at work, it's probably, like, I feel like I'm being all, like, sneaky yeah. about it. Everybody no. knows what I'm doing. Like, why is he going on mute? Is he yawning? Oh, no, he's not yawning. He's not looking at the camera. No. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. You're probably nice. getting uh, getting excited to go back into the office, aren't you? Uh, getting close. Yeah. Getting close. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Going to take, going to take Lumberg with me and I'm yep. going to feel better about myself. That's what I'm going to do. going to need you to come in on Saturday. Nick Eater. What's happening? What's happening? Oh, the funny thing is I got, I got, I got the Lumberg Funko Pop on one side. You know what I got on the other side? Mm. Uh, Cool, streamlined stapler. Red swing line red stapler. Swing line stapler. Swing line stapler. It's, it's a good stapler. Mm-hmm. Have you seen your stapler? Oh, it's right there. It's a, I swear, if I don't get it, I'll burn this place to the ground. <laughs> and he means yeah. it, folks. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> so, I'm looking forward to talking about albums that you guys uh one album that you guys will know now hold i believe we're doing that next episode though i know i'm uh i don't care what episode this is i just wanted to squeeze that in (laughs) so that's a good teaser for next week's episode uh we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite albums and nick you're committing to one that we know yep okay maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I agree with that because given what he came up with for the top ten comedies of all time, I, yeah. I'm just wondering if we're actually gonna know one. Uh, you'll know one. Uh, okay, you'll you'll know one, possibly two. How much do you guys like country music? Mm, I, hey, hey. Poindexter, I grew up on a dairy farm until I was 14, so show me what you got. Okay, so you'll have three. (laughs) Okay. That's borderline country music. (laughs) Is it Uncle Cracker? Nope. 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 But it'll be fun. It will be fun. fun. That'll be next week on the Pillow Talk podcast. On the Pillow Talk podcast. 
we're doing the teaser before we even tell the people what they're going to be hearing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of we're not, we're not really we're pro- nothing but professionals. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, we've um, won awards. <laughs> Have we won awards? Well, little Boy Scouts. We yeah, you're right. <laughs> we did win the best new podcast of my house, 2014 or whatever. We also no, kicked those then. kids' asses in the Pinewood Derby. I'll yep. tell you that. Yep, they went three down. grown men hey. making a Pinewood Derby car. Hey, five hey. kids never had a chance. My my kids cleaned house the Pinewood Derby this year. <laughs> my kids uh, cleaned house in the Pinewood Derby this year. Both of them made regionals, and then COVID happened, so no regionals. But so did they make their Pinewood Derby car, or did Dad make their Pinewood Derby car? The, it was actually a a fairly split. Effort. Was it? Yeah. Dad helped, but they they did some work. Well, d- Dad helped, and also the cousins who are teenagers who have been previously scouts helped them with the axles, mm. which really was that. But that was that was what made it. So excellent. Interesting. Are they going to yeah. postpone those, or are those just over? It. it they never sent any kind of it's just pretended follow up. So. This is a bit of a bummer, yeah. but there's all kinds of there's all kinds of trophies and medals laying around the house after the uh, the packed Pinewood Derby. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna go with it. It's yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I think I finished fourth <laughs> one time in the Pinewood Derby. I wasn't allowed in Boy Scouts due to the explosive yeah. flatulence. Yeah, segregation. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Careful now! Careful now! I don't think you can make that joke. I think I'm going to no. mute my microphone and then say what I was going to say, <laughs> just to cover myself. Sorry, right. but that way I could get it out. Yeah. Okay. So this week, what are we talking about today? It's a topic that Jeremy's been trying to talk about since I think sometime from August, actually. Shoehorning it in. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to yeah. talk about why we love sci-fi. I do. You, you assume that like we love I, sci-fi. I, well, I, 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 and this, maybe this is the shortest episode ever, but I feel like... I don't. When you, when you look at all the Marvel stuff that we've done and all the Lord of the Rings and everything else in there, it, there there's, a, there's a recurring theme, right? So I feel like it's worth a discussion about what, what there is about this genre that's good. Okay. Sorry, everybody at once. (laughs) (laughs) So what's good about this genre? Nick looks like he has a lot to say. I'm waiting to hear what he does. Nick, what you got? Um, this was hard for me to put into words. How? Why? Why? Why I like sci-fi? Do you like sci-fi? I do like sci-fi. Okay. I don't know. Obviously, my favorite medium is comedy, but. Uh, I do I do like sci-fi. Uh, I believe like a close second or third uh, uh, to comedy. Uh, mostly because I like to see. I don't. Not like the. I like the futuristic sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like not the um, not like the uh, I I mean I like the Lord of the Rings type of sci-fi like the you know that sort hey, of stuff. stuff. Yeah, but I like the I like more of the like futuristic like the uh the blade runners and the you know um uh that sort of stuff uh i find myself gravitating more towards but i i like that it's such a of like there there's such a vast it's it's a vast description of 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 something like it can be something can be sci-fi and you still don't really know exactly what you're going to get um, you know, there's like horror sci-fi there's, you know, I mean, we had Cowboys versus aliens, which I consider, you know, like Western sci-fi, obviously uh, that um, movie sucked though. Well, I'm just saying, John, like, John. I didn't say it was a good movie. I said that it was there. Uh, See, th- that, that's the bad thing is when, when you say horror sci-fi, all I think of is John Carpenter's ghosts of Mars. Well, I think of aliens. <laughs> right there well, that Nick. too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if, if you want to go to like good horror well, I mean, sci-fi, I was, I was thinking I was thinking of good uh, and Cowboys versus Aliens, um, but yeah, I just I like that it's such a broad descriptive term. Like you, like 
I mean, I guess there, and that's pretty much, I guess that's not really good because everything is a broad descriptive term, but, but, um, but yeah, that was a rambling comment that went nowhere. I concede the floor. It's our favorite kind. That's okay. Now I, I, I put a lot of thought into this. Um, even when I was thinking about doing this as a, as an episode topic, um, and I think it's interesting because when you get into you kind of lump in sci-fi and fantasy into the same mm-hmm. bucket, right? So you got whether you've got your Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey on one side and Lord of the Rings on the other side, you kind of lump those into the same bucket. And it's weird because when I was growing up, I was not into any of that. And it just really? didn't, you know, I, I think I watched Star Trek stuff because my dad liked Star Trek and that was really it. And it wasn't until I got into college and started to get exposed to a, a group of people who were into this that I started to get interested in it. And it was because I, I think because I was a latecomer to the genre, it was almost like, you know, slam the pedal to the to the ground where I had to ramp up on all the stuff really, really fast. So it was, you know, jumping in, reading Tolkien, reading a bunch of Dragonlance books, getting into Arthur C. Clarke you know, all kinds of stuff across the board, getting into Star Wars, which I'd never really, you know, my cousins liked it, but I'd never really paid much attention to it before. And I I, I think it's when uh, when I ended up kind of gravitating in, in undergrad towards an English degree, you know, starting to think about how stories are written and, and all of that fun stuff, you get into the idea that when, you, when you're in the realm of sci-fi, that the sky is the limit. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can go anywhere. There's no limitations in terms of what you can do with the story, with the characters, with the, the world building. And that's, I think, what I really like in, in terms of the, the hard sci fi stuff. What I find is what I like reading or watching the most, strangely enough, is not just kind of off, you know, kind of general sci fi. But it's almost the the planetary exploration stuff, you know, like there's there's a series of a, a couple series of books that I have read where it's, you know, colonization of different planets within the, the solar system and things like that. And, and I, the science part of that's intriguing to me. I, like I like getting into that. And, and a lot of times I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, not too long ago that, that talked about this a little bit where I will almost suspend my um my expectation in terms of reading science fiction that the actual writing will be good because if the science is good and I can learn something about the planetary geography and the, you, you know, mean, the you astronomy like- aspects of it. I Oh, your character development sucks. All right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll give you a free pass on that like because I can actually learn something out of this. The slog that was red Mars. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually just I I found those on Kindle I think for three bucks each and I bought all three of them again and I will probably power through them again be, just because the science part of it is so interesting. It, it the character is development's awful. Oh yeah, but, and the know, writing is just dry, dry, dry. Yeah. See, and I can trace my indoctrination into to sci-fi to a book I read. Um, when I was in seventh grade, it was called, uh, it was called the singularity and without going too much, I mean, it was just young adult fiction from, you know, the eighties, but, um, essentially it was a book about these two twins and the older twin and the younger twin, you know, cause there were minutes separated and the younger twin hated the fact that the older twin was the one who was the athletic one and the popular one and dropping shit. Um, but he, they were at like their uncle's house or whatever and determined uh, through some trial and error that in this shed that the um, – you have a solar flare going on behind you, Jeremy. Uh, I do. In this shed that is on this uncle's property, time passed more slowly inside the shed. And so the one twin decides – or passed more quickly. Passed more quickly. The one twin, the younger one, decides to spend a night in the shed. Uh, in real people time, but it ends up being a year in the shed. And so he goes out, he, you know, every so often he comes out of the shed, runs around, goes back in, spends a night in there, but comes out a year older than his older twin. And I was hooked from there. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've read it and watched it and done all of those things since. Um, 
but I think it's because I, I like it because you can suspend belief, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've been rewatching Firefly uh, because I haven't watched oh, it in 15 nice. years. Fantastic um, movie or show, yeah, or movies. Um, and I watched it when it came out, and I watched it shortly after, and I haven't watched it since. And so, over the last week or so, I've been rewatching it, and uh, I mean, that's that's that the perfect mashup of old west and sci-fi in my opinion at least um but it's it's anything back to the future three (laughs) right back to the future (laughs) three but you know you can you can do anything you want right and you can have yeah you can have green people and you can you can discriminate against green people and use that as a way to try to teach people something about something they either should or shouldn't do now. Obviously, mm-hmm. discriminating against green people would be bad. Yeah. Um, but you can teach a lesson, and you can do it in an informative way. But you can do it, you can just make up just the craziest shit you yeah. want, and it's okay. Because it's not uh, real. You're right. That, I mean, and that's, yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. There's no limitations because it's sci-fi. Right. Mm-hmm. You can you can make it whatever and you can make your own continuity and you can make your own worlds. And I mean, you can do that with anything really, but like, I mean, in, in a different level in sci-fi, you can't tell a story of Victorian England with, you know, laser guns. Now have well, I mean, Captain Kirk I mean, beam down on a planet where it's Victorian England. And now all of a sudden, boom, you're good. And it just, I've seen Andromeda. To, yeah. Um, well, it, but it, it's interesting because you, you mentioned um, one aspect of that. You know, talking about this, the stories, you know, you can't do that in Victorian England. I always wondered why, um, and, and I think probably the exploration aspect of it is, is the answer to this question, but I was never into Westerns a lot. But as soon as you cross into sci-fi, you know, you're talking about Firefly, and, and there's so much of that. Mm. There's so much opportunity for crossover between Westerns and space exploration sci-fi that you end up, even if you're not a fan, you get into sci-fi and you're not a fan of Westerns, you end up kind of becoming a fan of Westerns because yeah. there's so many plot points and tropes that are the same. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I mean, even uh, George Lucas talked about how Star Wars was just a spaghetti Western in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It opens you up to that to other genres. Like, you know, if you're not, if like you said, if you're not into that, you know, if you're not into Westerns, but you see a sci-fi movie that has Westerns, like, uh, kind of, you know, sprinkled in there, you're, it kind of opens you up like, hey, maybe I would like this, or, you know, maybe, maybe I would like, um, you know, more horror movie horror movies but that kind of goes hand in hand sci-fi and horror movies to me so but like yeah it just it's a good introductory point to a lot of other things it makes you branch out it's a gateway movie mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'll tell you what's been fun is you know my son is is finally starting to realize that he actually likes to read uh you know now that he's well he'll be a seventh grader now but in the last couple of years he's finally decided oh you know reading's kind of fun and, you know, he was reading a lot of historical fiction and stuff for school, but just this year started coming home with a lot of sci-fi books and watching him kind of devour that when, you know, when the most that I've pushed sci-fi is Star Wars, because I feel like as a parent, you have to push Star Wars. Sure. Um, but I haven't really pushed him toward that genre and he just kind of discovered it on his own. Uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. That's cool. He read a book about, oh man. What some kids and something? He's gonna be upset with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Can you describe it? It was a series, and I bought him two of the books. <laughs> Percy Jackson's The Lightning Thief. No, although my daughter's reading those. <laughs> but anyway, it's um. I mean, I sci-fi is fun. The possibilities are endless with it. You can try to teach people a lesson, and you can just have a root and toot and good time with it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it, it's taken me a while to kind of think of this because I I, I do like sci-fi so much. But um, you guys are talking about you know how getting you where you got your start into sci-fi, like what got you into sci-fi. 
Um, this is going to sound so weird, but mine was um, a series of books called <laughs> uh, called The Animorphs. Uh, it was a. Uh, <laughs> do you guys know? You guys know? Didn't what they the make a TV are? show called The Animorphs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. A, it was. A, it was. A, they made a kid show out of it too. Um, but it was. A, it was about an alien who came down from Earth or came down to Earth, and he bestowed upon these kids the ability to transform into any animal that they touched. Um, but they could only, you know, the, they could only transform into them for so long, or they'd stay these animals and. Um, they had a big long series about it, but I devoured those books as a kid. Like that was, I was like, this is super cool. Mm -hmm. Like that was my introductory point to, to it, um, uh, was those books. And it's funny kind of that it was all, it all starts at reading. It does. Although if you think about it, the more I think about it, most of the cartoons and stuff that I, I know I watched as a kid and I only assume you guys watched as kids, most of those are science fiction too. I mean, you know, Transformers and Ghostbusters and yeah, all of that stuff is is technically science fiction. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, and and I got to thinking about it a little bit. Um, you know, in terms of of when I was a kid, you know, not being into sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that, but. It, you know, I wasn't into Star Wars, wasn't into Lord of the Rings until I got a little bit older. But now when I go back and look at it, I, I, I absolutely was into some of the similar stuff. And honestly, when I was in elementary school, one of the series that I could not put down in terms of books, and I read probably damn near all of them, was the Redwall series. I don't know if anybody read any of those, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with those. I don't think so. So they're written by a, uh, a British author. Uh, there's like 25 of them or something like that. And the first four are incredible. After that, you start to get really formulaic with them. But it's, it's this series. It's almost like this hybrid of fantasy and medieval history because it's, it's, it's happening in a world that's almost a medieval-type world, but all the characters are animals. Do you guys ever read Watership Down? Yeah. So... Similar type of thing where Watership Down and all the main characters are rabbits. Okay. These are all mice and ferrets and weasels and things like that. And they're, it's, you know, it's, I got, I really got into these, read them a lot when I was a kid, but I don't think I ever made the connection that, hey, this is actually fantasy literature that you're reading. Yeah. And it wasn't until later that it's like, okay, this is, you know, same type of vibe. But those were great. And, and like I said, the first um, he, he got really formulaic with a lot of the books. But if you read the first four, they're really good. And I'll put them up there against any books I've ever read. Wow. Welcome to the captivating world of Redwall. It yep. is the summer of the late rose. Yep. And the mice of Mossflower Wood are gathered at the ancient stone abbey of Redwall, celebrating a year of peace and abundance. Yeah. But a shadow. Yeah, by, by the end the of the Eddie. by the end of the first Redwall book, it's not peace and abundance; it's vicious, bloody war. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's funny how we don't notice, like, until later. That oh, like oh, I've been into this. I've been into this all along. Yep. Interesting. Recommended oh, for grade five to twelve. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, it's their kids' books. The first two, especially, are a little bit on the violent side. They he 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 evens out a little bit, and they they start to get a little more kid friendly as he goes on. Um, but the, yeah, the first few are they're not really kids' books. I mean, they're 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 much more violent than you would think. That's what makes it a kids' book. Kids <laughs> want to read it because kids want violence. They all want violence. That's why there's a book called The Girl Who Ran the City. That's a book? Yeah. It's about a girl who runs a city where there's no parents and all kids. Oh. How's that yeah. go? Well, I think well. I think she gets shot in the end. That uh, sounds about right. Yeah. There's an uprising. Tell me, are you all concerned about an uprising? <laughs> 18th century Gregorian <laughs> business. <laughs> uh this is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying it is. to think. I mean, I just, I, I think it's since you know, the possibilities are really endless. And then you have stuff like this with my background. I mean, is Mars? 
it's true. Uh, science fiction of yesterday is today. We have rockets that land themselves on drone barges now. Well, allegedly, because at least this last time around, it was it, it was amusing that the video feed cut out for the three seconds that it took the rocket to land. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to talk about that conspiracy theory, are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, but actually, like looking looking at, Bill, enough. looking at Bill's background reminds me of something. You know, talking about the sci-fi genre. Um, I don't know. Did did you guys read? Um, Andy Weir's novel, The Martian, before you saw the movie? Oh, yeah. I did not. So that novel, probably the last book I can easily say, I mean, I ripped through that thing in probably 18 hours. I could not put that book down. I think I had to wait. I had to spread The Martian out over probably two or three days, but I can tell you that I was up till two in the morning those days reading it. Yeah, that that is the last book that I was up until at least two or three in the morning yeah. I, like, because I like that was wanted to go to sleep. I didn't want to put it down. Yeah. yeah, that that was the last book I can honestly say that I read that I I did not want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I was just like, go go get me a Red Bull or something because I just I I have to finish this before I get done. Yeah, no, that The Martian was a great book, and even Artemis was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as The Martian because no. it was a, it, it required um, w- when you're used to The Martian, which was so grounded in actual mm-hmm. science fiction, like actual science fact, potential reality, mm-hmm. uh, science fact. And then you go to Artemis, which is still grounded in the science base. fact, but it was a little bit more of a stretch. Yeah. Different, different vibe from the same author. Yeah. But no, The Martian is a fantastic book, and I honestly can't recommend it enough if you haven't read it. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yes, you can read The Martian. Is it good? It's great. Yes. It's not he's, good. He's, yeah, he's he's here again, and he's just crouching like Gollum on a chair next to me this entire time. Again. <laughs> yeah, although, like although the first the first line in The Martian might be a bit much, because I believe the book The Martian opens with an f bomb. Uh, I believe you're correct. Yeah. Page? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't say it out loud to your mom. Yeah. 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 We'll put yeah. a black bar through it. Well, I I remember I, I remember reading something, and maybe this says something to the genre, at least the genre, the power of the genre when it's done well, is I want to say that Andy Weir self-published The Martian. He did. And he published he published it on Amazon for like 99 cents a copy. Yeah. And then the next thing you know. Your ninety nine cents a copy ebook is being directed by Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon. Well, because he was a, if I remember correctly, he was approached by a publisher after that, and so his ninety nine cent ebook went up to a you know twelve ninety nine ebook, and then was a major motion picture starring Matt Damon. It's uh, his that book took off, and talk about good for that guy. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting. Are they going to make a movie out of Artemis or no? They should. I don't know why they wouldn't. COVID. Well. <laughs> At least right now. It's the reason why they're not making a movie out of anything. This is also That's true. a fact. 20th Century Fox was chosen, blah, blah, blah. Apparently they're working on it. A likely story. Oh, this is an old article, though. Well, John Farsh. I'm going to Snopes that. Please hold. Holding. I'm really crappy at making up hold music, so. Yeah, that wasn't very good, but I I appreciate the I thought you were doing the Pink Panther. Do you think Pink Panther could be a Black Panther? Could that be the next Marvel movie, The Pink Panther? I don't think they own the rights to that. That was actually, uh, <laughs> if if we remember uh, uh, going to see The Black Panther, that was actually part of my review, is that I kept waiting for Inspector Cousseau to get there. Kato <laughs> wasn't in nearly enough scenes. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. We were actually watching that, um, oh, what day was it? Thursday? Friday? 
in uh, solidarity or? Uh, no, we, um, I had, sorry, I was yelling at the dog. He is two weeks out from an ACL replacement, uh, and he's just yeah. now starting to get back in my good graces. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, um, you dog, start, Trooper got you going to start ACL taking some hits or? Yeah. Trooper got an ACL replacement. Is he going to be ready for training camp? Or? Uh, it's going to be gonna... he's going to be delayed his training camp. Uh, right now, he looks ridiculous. He's got a little bit of a chicken leg. He's um, not reporting with the rest of the players. <laughs> no, he'll be he'll no. be a, a late season. He'll probably be on the pup list for a couple of weeks. But okay. Um, okay. yeah, don't draft him. No, I wouldn't pick him okay, in the late I rounds. Pick him up. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. No, he. Uh, the long story short of it is that um, last February, so not this. 2019 we uh we may have been screwing around on the ice with the kids the dog went for a jump he tweaked his leg uh acl's been a problem ever since he was supposed to get it fixed this march but then covid shut that down so he just got it done two weeks ago and uh those two weeks have been absolute hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean just interesting it was nick all those things that would let your family just lead the dog out in the middle of nowhere and just kind of like yep. leave him alone. Uh, oh yeah. He did all of that stuff. He, uh, oh, yeah. he, uh, it's been, it was, but he's, he's, his temperament's finally back to himself. He has stopped peeing on himself. Uh, I'm no longer picking, uh, feces out of his back. Uh, oh, at one point, like sh- the wife was, that. we, we, yeah, she was holding the tail up and I had the headlamp on. Yeah. You just got to picking it out. Nope, you got to just shave that. You got to just shave oh, the area. Yeah, it was bad. He had diarrhea for like a week and a half. But Did you guys get him one of those little scooters like they get people <laughs> when they have foot surgery? No, but I built him a ramp down the deck. Oh, of course you did. Because he couldn't do the stairs, and I wasn't going to carry his ass. But I no, just offered to do that to my mother-in-law's uh, dog. Well, they, they didn't want it. I said, do you want me to drop it off? I'll drop it off. I don't care. I'll find you don't have the stones to do it. I'll do it. Be the first time on Red Rodriguez just dropped yeah, the dog like, off. So it's only hard the first time. After that, <laughs> well, yeah. this 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 is the part that Bill's not really talking about. Is ever since the surgery, Trooper just sits out on the front porch yelling at all the kids to get off his lawn. Yeah, yeah get off his he's lawn. Yelling at the damn squirrel who's getting awful. Uh, <laughs> wearing an American flag the, bandana and a green military jacket. The uh, the squirrel in the backyard is getting very brave. He is taking certain liberties, uh, knowing that the big giant white dog has not been chasing him this spring and summer so far. He's, he's breached the treaty. Oh, yeah. He's like, screw this shit. That dog's not coming for me. I'm doing what I please. <laughs> Here's what the squirrel doesn't realize, though. The squirrel doesn't realize that he's two weeks into an eight-week recovery. <laughs> and he's coming back stronger than he's ever. coming back he's, better than he's, he's felt in a year. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be like having the old the old dog back. Yeah, remember, that, hey, hey squirrel, <laughs> squirrel, you remember that ninety two mile an hour fastball? When he comes back, it's gonna be a hundred and two. What we're what I'm gonna do is the first time he gets less let off the leash so he can leap off the deck. Uh, I'm gonna put a GoPro on his back so I can make yeah. sure I get the squirrel's oh shit face. It's going to be like can Rookie you, of the Year with dude, a 10. Can, you, can you do me a favor? Record that when it happens and then go back and edit it so you've got this, the the that sound effect from the $6 million man when he jumps. Yeah, it's going nice. to be fun. It's all right, Troop. You're good? Yeah, he's he's sitting in his cage. We, we weren't letting him in his little cage box for like a week and a half because he – he had a giant hot spot that was like his whole belly and he stunk. And it's been a, it's been a long two weeks. All of this to me, like you guys are assholes. He is. Yeah. (laughs) That's what he, he spent like three days because we had him confined to the kitchen. uh, And he spent like three days just staring at us over the baby gate. Like I'm going to bore holes in you. So deep, you motherfucker. (laughs) Did he at least cook for you? No. No? no, and then he had the nerve to lay in front of the oven um, so that nobody else could oh. cook either. Like a jerk. Dick. A lot of takeout. Jerk. <laughs> um, but no, he's he's what, finally... a, what a jerk, but he got the doggy equivalent of Tommy John surgery, yeah, no, so that's you ex- can't yeah, really that's exactly, be mad at him for it. That's exactly what happened. And then he had to go back to the vet so they could shave his belly. Um, oh, Because he had peed all over himself. But uh, no, he's he's sleeping in the kitchen, aren't you? You're sleeping in the kitchen. Yep. Um, but he's now allowed in the first floor 
and uh, we even bought him a new bed. So he's a he's a happy dog now. Right. Yeah, he's got he's got first floor privileges. I got he's, it. He doesn't he's got clearance. his first floor privileges back. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, hasn't got the full clearance because obviously he can't get up to second. Can't do the stairs. Yeah, no. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. You didn't he's, get him like one of those little doggy like seats that old people have that take them up the. Well, I was going to. There was a short in it, and so we tested it and actually launched somebody out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lady carrying a dog downtown. I was driving home on Friday and I was like, Oh, this, this, that's cute. A lady's out with her dog uh, or a lady's out with her, her kid uh, walking it. Uh, that's really nice. Like out walking with her kid. And then I got closer and it was a dog and a baby Bajorn <laughs> on a lady's chest. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's sad. It's <laughs> See, see, the part of the, the, part of the story that Bill's not telling is that when, when they went to try and get the chairlift installed in the house, it was just like Bill just went out and got a white cat and just rode up and down, stroking it like Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Evil and Mr. Big <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't figure out why they sent these little like green lizards to install it, but I figured it was okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah. okay. it's no big deal. <laughs> Uh, Gremlins is yeah. technically sci-fi, right? Technically. Ties it yeah. all back together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did $6 million man. That's sci-fi. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so good. Can I watch Gremlins? <laughs> Let them watch Gremlins. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a Christmas movie, buddy. It is. It is, it is, it is more of a Christmas movie. You're right. You're right. I'll He's tell right, you what. It, I'll tell you what. If you watch Gremlins, I promise you, you'll never splash water on anything the same way again. It's true. It's true, and you won't eat after midnight anymore. Well, well yeah. Well, really feed anything after midnight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know why? Is, why isn't that like a diet thing? It. It really should be. It's, yeah. I mean, it should be. The Gremlins diet. Yeah, like if I'm going to get fat, it's because I'm eating a half a bag of Doritos at twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Don't bathe and don't eat after midnight. I'm starting it. You get commercials like Tybo. This could be a thing. Like, why isn't this a thing? This should be a thing. Billy Tybo. <laughs> Billy Tybo. <laughs> Billy, let me get, I'll get Billy Zane to. Stone Cold thing, wasn't it? Billy Tybo. Is this? So, so okay, okay. If, if Nick's going to do this, now this is, now this is the equivalent of Superman oh, and Seinfeld, right. where Billy Zane has to get mentioned Every single oh, Billy Talk Zane. podcast episode. I do like Billy Zane. Listen to Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. Is he? Okay. Zoolander quote. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was Steve Blackman, wasn't it? Yeah, Steve Blackman was the... Billy Tybo. Billy Tybo. He had the nunchucks. Ah, oh, remember when he had a tag team with Al, Al Snow called Head Cheese? I do oh, remember Head that's Cheese, so, yeah. That's so good. Al I Snow. Love, I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was uh, Jeremy late '90s wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I uh, my my brief stint with wrestling was '98 through about 2001. Sounds about There's right. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a respectable time. Yep, it's a respectable time. Because you'd go to it was, it was enough for, it, was it, it was enough for me to put WrestleMania 2000 on Nintendo 64 in the pantheon of all time great video games for wow. me. Yeah, that was a great that was a great game. Yeah, great game, great WrestleMania. Good times. Yeah, I just had a in your house pay per view tonight. Oh yeah, they haven't done in years. It was a uh, really good COVID. 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 Oh, it's one of their. It's like their trainer league. It's like the minor leagues of WWE. Gotcha. It's called NXT. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time. It's got a guy named the Velveteen Dream. Basically Prince. (laughs) Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Does he come out to Purple Rain? Uh, Actually, he does not come out to Purple Rain, but he does come out dressed in all purple. Of course he does. Does he... Does he make pancakes? The, the three glasses? <laughs> he does not. He does not make everybody pancakes. He does wear blouses. Does, so. does he wear a blouse? He does wear blouses. Game and then he took blouses. us inside and made us all pancakes. I'm not lying. <laughs> you know, I just watched <laughs> then that. Then he put like, my feet on my, on my... Then he put his feet on my couch. Why the fuck did I put my feet on his couch? Yeah, I put my feet on his couch. <laughs> his couch? He could buy a new one. <laughs> 
Yeah. I just watched that like a month ago. Still holds up. Like, oh, it still does. the funniest thing that <laughs> I, I, I ever heard. And we've gone off the rails here. But I was looking up something the other day, and I was trying to find a meme. And there was a picture that showed up of Tyrone Biggums. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. all I could think about was when he was in the classroom, and yeah. he asked the teacher. She's like, hey, teacher, bitch, you got any crack? You got any crack? And then he was telling the kids, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then the, my, all my toys were singing to me. And Mickey Mouse was okay, doing the bass line. Ba-ba-ba-boom. Yeah. I I was I was catching up on some of that stuff on YouTube the other day. One of my favorites is the clip where Chappelle is driving down in the passenger seat of the car with Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. and Wayne Brady turns out to be this violent pimp drug dealer. I didn't know you like pieces. Does, does Wayne Brady have to smack a bitch? White people love Wayne Brady. Wait, what? <laughs> That's funny because it's so spectacularly unexpected. Like, that's not what you think is going to come out of that guy's mouth. No. no. Oh, that's so great. I love that show. Hey, buddy. You want to say hi to everybody on the podcast? Here. Oh. Trooper. What's up, Trooper? What up, Troop? Everybody says hi. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. Can you want to breathe in the podcast? No? Yes. Here, you want to breathe? Here. He's got a lot of things to say. We can rebuild him. We can make him bigger, stronger, faster. He was sniffing the microphone, everybody. That he gave us a good progress report. Yep. He's, he's yep. doing well. Here, why don't you lay down? Yeah. Well done, Troop. Can you lay down? No, he's just going to stand here. Well, that's right. a- so, should we put a fork in this podcast and uh, move on to the next one? Let yeah. us... Let us put a fork in it. Yeah. We like sci-fi. Anybody? Yeah, it's great. We Yeah, we love sci-fi. Possibilities are endless. Yes. Um, Okay. All right. Anybody got anything else? Um, Little Bolt? Anything to add? Nope. You got anything? You got anything? Hold on, hold on. There's no reason to be scared of me unless you made a scissors. Let me demonstrate. <laughs> All right. It's, well, it, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to get upset or annoyed because he's following yes. in my footsteps. I really <laughs> like never, that. You should never get upset by that. That's hilarious. <laughs> You've made that, and now it's just if anyone's fault, it's your fault. It's, now it's unleashed on the world. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, everybody. Well, that'll do it for today. Yeah. We'll catch you all next time. On the you, flip side. Yeah, the flippity flop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Watch boy. little Nikki. But what of the oh, things God. that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by local flavor productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.BandCamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk!